0: Welcome to So How Do You, the podcast that's your little black book for interiors. I'm your host, Laura Jackson, and I'll be speaking to two guests in every episode who will give you both design inspiration and practical know-how. If you're about to bark on a stair runner adventure, lucky you, or you've already started looking and you're thinking, why is this so hard? trust me there's a lot to know but my guests are here today to make the stairway of your dreams a reality with their plain and simple advice. I'm going to be speaking to Kate Watson-Smythe who is the founder of Mad About The House who's going to give us tons of design inspiration and advice on choosing a style that will stand the test of time. Then I'll be speaking to Nicola Edwards who has the know-how on making, fitting and finishing off stairwells. Get into the podcast this week. I wanted to tell you about my wonderful sponsor, Wix, who you will hear more about over the series. I feel like they are the perfect fit, offering ideas and advice for making improvements to your home, from helping to save energy, something I know we are all thinking about, to making small changes that make a big difference. Did you know that 25% of your home's heat is lost through a poorly insulated roof? Or that by switching to LED bulbs, you can save money on your energy bills and the planet? at the same time. Now, I know that some of these jobs vary in ability and can potentially sound scary, but with Wix, they guide you every step of the way. So rather than breaking the bank on a full refurb, focus on the smaller, more manageable jobs, like repainting your skirting boards for that bold statement, rather than painting an entire room. Follow along as we cover all this and more this series. For information on how to get started, visit wix.co.uk. Let's start off with Mad About the House founder Kate Watson Smythe. Kate is the proud owner of a timeless polka dot stair runner that has lasted many years of busy family life. She's an interior designer and she really does know how to choose a style that suits you and your home. I'll be speaking to Kate to make sure you're choosing the right style of stair runner. All of the components that you need to be aware of and the absolute do's and do nots when it comes to running carpet up your staircase. Kate,
1: tell us how important is a good stair runner in the home? I actually think it's massively important and quite underrated, actually, because let's assume if you've got stairs, you live in a house and therefore it's usually the first thing you see when you come in. So it's the first impression you get of the house. And we all know the old saying about how important first impressions are. So I really think it's an it's an opportunity to to make something of your decor.
0: I agree. I wrote about this in my column for Elle Decoration about how a hallway sets the mood of the house. It's the first room that you walk into it should never be forgotten about it's a room in itself so absolutely the hero of that room is the stair
1: owner, as you're saying totally I mean I think the key for the hall and I've also written about the importance of the hall you know it sets the tone for what's going on and so often you go into a hall you know and it's sort of saying oh god it's you again why are you here no don't put your bike there I don't want your shoes there just get out of the way and You want a hall that, you know, when you come home from work is saying to you, oh, hi, put your coat there, take a load off. There's a little gin through there. You know, that's what you're looking for from your hall in the first instance is a welcome and also an idea of the people that live there.
0: Mm. I mean, with that in mind, do you think that you need to be sympathetic
1: to the style, the period of the house that you're living in?
2: Well, I
1: mean, I think within a certain degree, there is always that contrast and I think you know interior designers like to call it tension and a lot of people don't quite know what that means but you know that notion that if you look at those houses on grand designs that are all very concrete you know they look fantastic with a sort of vintage tired faded Persian rug on them that's that kind of contrast but equally you need to be a little bit sensitive and it's slightly less important with carpets. But, you know, for example, my teenage son the other day was looking at an interior design book by Yves Saint Laurent. And he was going, oh, I could have this in my bedroom. And it was very much a palazzo with sort of grand furniture and chaise long and screens. And I was like, mate, you live in a Victorian terrace. That isn't quite going to work. So there is an element of being aware of your surroundings and perhaps... If you live in the countryside, it's nice to go floral, maybe not too over the top floral, but maybe you want to nod to the English country flower rather than the tropical parrots and jungle. So a little awareness of where you are, I think, is never a bad thing.
0: I mean when I did my sterina, and actually I've done it twice, honestly, because I feel like I got it wrong the first time. I found it really overwhelming. There are so many different materials. From your point of view, what are the routes that we could go down to simplify
1: things for ourselves? I think you've got to start with the colour. And to be honest, that's where most of us start from. So, you know, you're going to look at this every single day. It's the first thing your guests but it's also the first thing you see when you come down in the morning. It's the first thing you see when you come in from the outside. So you've got to go with a colour and a style that you love, that makes your heart sing, that makes you feel... I'm home, you know, if an oatmeal twist does that for you, then fine. But if you pick that because it's really sensible, then maybe that's not the best feeling you want from your home. In my last house, we had a kind of chocolate brown stair runner and chocolate brown is a colour I love, but I had at the time two small boys. It was essentially the colour of mud. It was supremely practical and it worked very well for a period of time, but it wasn't a joyful thing. And so I I think, you know, we come into how do you choose colours that you love, that make you happy, that you're never going to tire of.
0: And is there kind of a material that you think is is better? I mean so I went for like a really chunky sizal for my um first serenade that didn't quite work I always got my heels stuck in it it was not very practical I did get a sample beforehand and then I had to swap it for a much smaller tighter weave that is more of a carpet and less of a chunky knit so should we be thinking about that
1: I think you've got to, and I think sizal has, it's improved in leaps and bounds how they're making it, but it used not to be recommended because it is so thick and it just doesn't bend well and our stairs aren't that wide. So by the time you've put a thick sizal over it and bent it over the stair, you know, it's not fitting in tight. You're getting less space for your foot and it can be more slippery. So I tend to like a carpet. Um, You get more choice of design. A wool carpet is tough it's fire retardant it's great for heavy traffic areas and when you think about how many times a day people are sort of in my case thundering up and down with teenage boys you know it needs to be tough so I'm quite in favor of a carpet actually because I think it, it just works really well and then you can bring a, a pattern into it that way or not you can have a plain one with an edging down it in a different color if you're a bit nervous about going too over the top
0: Mm. I mean, and and what kind of considerations then do we need to take into account when planning a stair runner, like width of stairs, landings, like what should we have in our mind?
1: Well, I think so. The thing about having a stair runner is they are quite fashionable at the moment, um, and they look great because you know the pattern is perhaps less overwhelming because it's not going the full width, or you have a carpet which can have a sort of you know ribbon or edging up, so you can bring in a bit of colour that way, but You need to be aware if you're going for the runner that that's twice as much work because you are going to have to prep the edges of the stairs. They're probably going to need to be sanded, the nails pulled out, they're going to need to be painted. Painting stairs and banisters is horrible, painstaking work. So you're probably going to have to pay, not twice, but you're going to have to pay two different sets of people and two lots of materials. So there's no question that having a full width carpet. the cheaper option because you can just slap it on up and up you go. Um, So there's that to take into account. When it comes to the landings, I have in my house a spotty carpet. It's a kind of, it's called damson, but it's like a kind of burgundy with big ivory spots on it. It's been in place for, I think, nearly 12 years. It's wool. It still looks great. And I still love it every day that I come in. But I felt when we were putting it, it in that it would be too much on the landings as well. And personally, and it's everyone's different taste, but I have a runner up the stairs. I don't like a runner on the landing because to me, that suddenly turns it into a runway. It's you must go this way. You're being directed along the path. So either you fully carpet your landings, or if you've got floorboards that can take it, you leave them bare. If you fully carpet and you've got a very over-the-top pattern on your stairs, that might all be too much. So maybe you then, if you need to carpet your landing because you haven't got the floorboards, you perhaps might want a plain colour on the landings that picks up from the pattern in the runners to just knock it back a bit. I've Ooh. just gone for floorboards. And the way to do that then is you take the runner up the stairs and the top step will have a little kind of bull nose bit, the top riser, and you can just tuck the carpet. I say you, clearly, professional carpet fitter. No. can just tuck the carpet under there and it stops. It's a kind of natural ending. Then I've got floorboards. And then I start again at the bottom of the next stair. And that means that I can have... A more over the top pattern because it's not overwhelming the whole space. And I can then have pictures or, you know, in a bigger landing, a small piece of furniture, which is not going to get lost.
0: Mm. Gosh, so much food for thought here, Kate, and amazing information. So if you are doing the stair runner and you've decided to use the floorboards that you've already got, you're kind of being a bit more cost effective, do you go for a stain? Do you go for a paint? Is that paint a matte or a gloss? Is there. What would you recommend?
1: Well, it's interesting that because I when I moved into this house, uh, which was two flats and we had to do everything to put it back into one house. And we did the classic thing, which is never a mistake, actually, of painting pretty much everything white. It gives you a chance to see how the light flows, how you feel in the space, how you use the space. So we did the work and the stairs, we'd had them painted round the sides and then we put this runner on. And it looks great. Then we've got white floorboards on the landings and we've got off-white walls on the landings. The rooms tend to have stronger colours. But I have seen pictures of that same carpet stair runner used with a darker paint round the sides, And it does look fantastic. And if I was doing this house again or, you know, using this carpet again, I think I would be tempted to pick a colour to really make it stand out. So there's, you know, you can go for a dark stain if you've got a pale pattern If you feel, to bring back the oatmeal twist from earlier, that that is your most cost-effective, practical solution, then you could maybe paint the sides in a darker colour to make it stand out. I mean, I think it's just, you know, have a bit of fun. I always use the analogy that if you're stuck on choosing colours, look in your wardrobe, because if you wear it, you will feel comfortable living in it. And of course a million people pop up and say, oh, well, I, you know, I work in an office, I have to wear a navy blue suit. It's all very sensible. In which case I would say, you know, what is your sensible Monday to Friday wardrobe with a bit of holiday? You know, what are you putting in for your holiday or what are your favourite earrings or your weekend shoes? Bring a bit of that in, either of the edging or on the colour on the sides. But I mean, there are essentially no rules. You've just got to try it and see.
0: Yeah. I um, I went to Matilda Goad's house, actually. Lovely. Um, when she'd just finished it, and it was so beautiful. And she'd got this kind of really nice striped stair and up the stairs. And then her landing, she did the Harlequin kind of checkerboard white and the natural floorboard color. And, and it wouldn't necessarily be something that I'd thought about, the stripe and then the checkerboard, but it worked so well because it was the, the beautiful fabric. And then you went up to this kind of natural but quite playful hallway,
1: like landing hallway. And you're also, it's still a pattern that's straight lines, just in different shapes. And I'm assuming the colours kind of echoed the colours of the stairs. So while you might think, whoa, stripes and diamonds, this is all a bit much and a bit scary, the colours are probably quite muted. They go together. You know, you can keep different patterns as long as you keep the colour palette tonal or similar. So you could have, very simply... Um, a dark green and white stripy carpet. And you could do the landings in plain dark green or white or pale green. So you can play around with the tones. And that's what I've very much done in my house. It 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 wasn't deliberate at the time, but I think I think we're often driven by our instinct and our gut. And I think in, not just in interiors, in, in life, we tend not to listen to our gut. We've sort of drowned it out because we don't trust it. And actually, when I look at my house... I have very much shades of pink and burgundy that run throughout, that run all all through my rooms. And so the staircase is if you like the spinal column of my house, it's the vertebra. It runs up through the middle, supporting everything. It's in this deep burgundy color. And in every room you look at, as you come off the stairs, there might be a sort of burgundy wall in my office where I'm talking to you now. I've got a very pale pink bedroom. You might just see, you know, a vase or something in a painting. So it's this idea of this red thread that starts with the staircase and takes you up throughout the house.
0: What are your thoughts on painting a stair? And we've talked a lot about kind of the sizals and the rugs and the carpet. But what about if somebody just wanted to paint the runner on the staircase?
1: I've seen it done a lot. Actually, my next door neighbours have done it and a very good friend of mine has done it. I mean, if you've got enough masking tape and a steady hand and you can do several coats, then, you know, I think it's a great idea. If you are a shoes on house, then, you know, it's it's not going to necessarily last that long. If your shoes off and you're quite careful, then, you know, it can look great and it will last. What I will say, though, is the great thing about having carpet or some kind of soft covering is it really stops the noise. And again, I speak as the mother of two grown-up boys thundering up and down the stairs. It's quite loud on carpet. I just couldn't have it in my house if it was painted. And my next-door neighbour has two grown-up daughters, and they're very polite and very quiet, and there's no noise. (laughs) So I think it works for them. So you have to bring in your individual circumstances and see, you know, what works for you. And case in point, my younger son has now decided he would like cork tiles on his bedroom floor. And I'm absolutely here for that because they are acoustically brilliant. And that reminds me actually another covering I know someone whose stairs are covered in leather and she bought sort of basically I think you can buy the whole skins and obviously prices will vary but I think hers were about 200 250 and she cut them into strips and she literally just glued them onto the stairs and it's utterly brilliant because leather is really non-slip So that's great. And leather improves with age. You know, I had leather handles on my kitchen cupboards once and everybody said, oh, no, that's a mistake. But actually, the more you handle leather, the softer it gets, the stains kind of merge in and become part of the patina of it. So I thought leather was a really clever idea. She's got a a lovely Dalmatian dog called Rollo and he bounds up and down with muddy feet and sharp claws. He never slips. Works brilliantly. I would definitely recommend that.
0: That is an amazing idea. So on that, where are your favourite places to, to go for stair runners? Thinking about the more conventional routes and then versus the unconventional routes.
1: Well, there's a couple of things. I, my stair runner is from Alternative Flooring. And I mean, yes, I've I've worked with them before, full disclosure, but they do lots of collaborations with other designers you might have heard of. So they have a collection with Ben Pentreath. They have a collection with Margot Selby. So it's a way of seeing those kind of textile and pattern and interior designers bring their ideas into rugs and runners. So that's, you know, quite a good way of doing it. Um, There's nothing wrong also with going, if you want something plain, going somewhere like Carpet Right, buying something plain and then getting them to hem the edges in a bright colour. So you might have, you know, a pale grey, which you think is quite practical, but you can have the edges bound in neon pink or neon orange to bring a bit of fun into it. So that might be more cost effective. And another idea, as well as the leather which I saw done by um, an interior design writer called Jo Levers a few years ago in her holiday cottage. And she went, I think, to H&M and bought some of their runners. And I think they were 25 quid each. And she bought four or five of them, however many she needed. And she staple gunned them to her stairs up the middle. And you can put them over some carpet underlay. So you get padding. They were really well fitted. And it was... I mean, a tenth of the price of a, of a stair runner you would buy from anyone else. And such a good idea.
0: Mm, I've seen lots of that with those kind of French um, vintage sacks that you can get from Etsy or eBay in the same. You get the lining and then you kind of get those nails, which are those kind of look a bit like... Um, God, what are those pins that you use? Those brass pins? Those
1: sometimes? gold... They're upholstery nails, I think. And you just hammer yes. them in. And that makes a run yes. up the side. And the other thing, again, is that, you know, we're all a bit frightened in this country of, and and I don't speak for other countries, but in this country, we're a bit frightened of pattern carpet because we just think 1970s swirly pub, there to hide all the nasty stains, you know, we can't deal with that. But if you put it in a rug or in a runner, it's much more self-contained and you can knock it back with a plain colour down the sides, a plain banister, and it's much easier to handle. So, you know, I'm I'm always in favor of a big, bold pattern or just maybe a plain color that's really bold and really makes you happy. I work with Sophie Robinson a lot, the interior designer, who's all about the color. And she has a bright pink stair runner. And, you know, she's teamed it with a bright cobalt blue, which is kind of where she and I part company. But I like the idea of the plain, bright pink. And you could bring that back down with a you know really chic navy blue edge or you know a different color that you really like so there's lots of ways to sort of play with it and make it more interesting
0: I mean lots of these amazing ideas we've talked about you could try and do them yourself but lots of them you do kind of need to work with a fitter so what's your advice on liaising with a a stair and a fitter
1: Well I think most places where you would buy the carpet will come with a fitter or you would still have a local shop I mean I think Jo put her H&M runners in herself. A runner is, you know, a set size, three or five metres. It's sort of fairly easy to handle. If you're talking about buying a stair runner on a roll, it's just, you know, it's really difficult to do on your own if you don't know what you're doing. And because it's the stairs, it's got to be really well fitted because you can't risk one pin coming out at the top and the whole thing turning into a sort of cartoon conveyor belt. So I would always get a professional fitter. And, you know, they they know what they're doing. And what's more, they do it really fast. It's really impressive. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean that was what I, I had a look at. Is it the cloth shop in West London um, by Portobello? They sell like rolls of kind of like vintage cloth that you could use as a stair runner. And I said to John, oh, I, I absolutely can do this. And he said, yeah, but what if one of the kids falls down the stairs and breaks the neck because you've not fitted it properly? Yeah. So that made me think, OK, I need to go down, down the professional route. Is there anything else from your point of view that we should be thinking about when looking for a stair runner? fitting
1: a stair runner I would come back to my earlier point of you know just don't be too sensible I think if there's one thing and not to kind of immediately date this episode too much but if there's one thing the pandemic taught us was that you know we spent a lot of time in our homes and we began to understand the support they can give us when they're decorated in a way that we love And so we've become more knowledgeable about it and more understanding about what we need from particular colours, what we like, what we don't like. And so I appreciate that interiors is an expensive business, particularly so at the moment. But I also, you know, beg people to say, don't just pick the sensible colour because you think you'll get a resale or it won't show the dirt. You know, that won't make you happy. Your home can support you. It can be a place of joy and happiness. And if the colours and patterns you surround yourself with support you in that, then pick colours and patterns that you love. You know, I mean, we all, I'm assuming, well, you may be listening in your pyjamas. I got dressed for this. I managed to dress myself. I managed to put together some clothes from my wardrobe of things I love. You know, dressing your house is like dressing yourself and arguably easier because it doesn't have fat days, it doesn't have hungover days, it doesn't have days when it just needs to lie on the sofa and have a biscuit, you know. So think about dressing it, putting it together as an outfit and you can start with the staircase because, you know, that's the spinal column.
0: Okay, well now I'm obsessed with spotting a home's red thread. Never heard of that before. Now you've chosen your style with the help of Kate, let's talk about the process of getting your stair runner made, whipped or even taped, and then fitted with Nicola Edwards, our stair runner expert. Let's dig into it with a professional. Nicola, you know a lot about stair runners. So tell us what you do as a carpet edging company and why it's so important when talking about stair runners.
2: Yeah, okay. So we work with carpet retailers all across the country, and what we do is we convert any piece of carpet into a stair runner. We cover the whole of the UK. We deal with carpet retailers, interior designers, and we just basically get a piece of carpet, turn it into a stair runner, send it back. That's how. That's how we work. I mean, what are all of the components that are made up for a stair runner? For a stair runner, so we obviously make the stair runner. The components that you would need, you need gripper, underlay. It's exactly the same process as fitting a carpet. So the grippers hold the carpet in place, underlay to make it more comfortable underfoot. Um, Stair rods, they're always a nice little touch just to jazz it up a little bit. Adhesive to hold it down. A hot glue gun. When you're fitting a stair runner, it is a little bit different and more complicated than just fitting a carpet because we need to kind of tuck the edges in, stop it from fraying. So it is more complicated than fitting just a normal carpet, but in principle, it's the same. It's the same thing.
0: So you know, we talked about the stair rods. Like that's kind of more of a decorative detail rather than actually like the functionality.
2: No, it, it doesn't have any functionality really. It's just it's just for decorative purposes. Right.
0: Okay. And so taping versus whipping terms that are used within the the stair runner world what are they and and what's the difference between them both
2: okay so there's two types of stair runners that we do the carpet whipping it's a more traditional finish it's cost effective it's a minimal finish that you can have so basically it's just a wool or nylon and it's wrapped around the edge of the carpet it's about a one centimeter width that it will give you it's the more old-fashioned minimal finish that you would want it's something if you don't want anything to stand out you just want a basic piece of carpet to look smaller on the stairs The taped edge that we do is a cloth binding, mainly in cotton, approximately two inch in width. So with that kind of cotton tape, can you have that in any colour? Yes, we do have a massive colour range. So the taping style that we do, there's many different colours, there's different finishes that you can have. So you can have cotton, you can have leather, suede. We do have a few customers who like to match the upholstery. So they like to match the sofa, leather interior that they've got, curtains, cushions, uh, so there is a lot that you can do but just as a standard run-of-the-mill everyday runner that we do it's a cotton edging uh, generally in black for a statement edge okay and then so what is whipping whipping is the more traditional cost-effective stair runner that we do so it's just basically an overlocker right. have seen the you know what an overlocker yeah. is it's kind of like a piece of wool that's overlocked around the side of the carpet it's like a more traditional finish it's cost effective as well if you want to if you don't have a big budget that is the way to go
0: so you would either have taping or whipping on the edge that those are your two options but obviously within those options there's options within the options as always with interior design but the whipping would just be a material bound edge and the taping is something that you could like you say personalize absolutely yeah we talked about how the usual style is to kind of underlay with grip and that's how you'd fit the carpet runner but on instagram i've kind of seen some people putting in vintage sort of nails
2: either side and running it down is quite decorative
0: uh, is this a new trend we're gonna studs, see studs.
2: yeah I hope so yeah I really hope so they're copy studs I absolutely love them I like anything vintage like that nice little touches it doesn't really help with the fitting it doesn't do anything different because even though they've got the studs there they will still have the grippers they will still have the underlay underneath just decorative studs, but they're beautiful. Right, yeah. okay. It's
0: just decorative, like the stair rods, having those. What did you yeah. call them? Stair yeah. studs? Yes. Carpet studs. Brilliant. Honestly, learning on the job every day with this podcast. And and what's the process then? If somebody wants to have a stair runner, where do they start? I mean, it's a question that I get asked a lot and I don't really know a lot about stair runners. So if a client comes to you, what's the process?
2: Yeah, so we don't provide the carpet ourselves. We work with carpet retailers across the country. So what I would always do is I would recommend that the person interested in a stair runner contacts their local carpet shop. Once they're in the carpet shop, they then choose the carpet. Most We cover the whole of the UK, so our samples are in most of the shops out there. Um, And it would just be a case of the carpet retailer advising which carpet would work best in their home for their lifestyle, for their family, because everybody everybody has different needs from a carpet. Once they've chosen the carpet and the uh, edging sample, it then gets cut to size. We then collect it, do all of it and send it back. Would somebody come into your house and kind of measure for you? Are you expected to measure oh no the car no it's very important that the carpet fitter comes and measures um carpet fitter and shop they definitely need to be involved in that process it's not just as easy as just thinking oh it'll be five meters there's always something different that you need to be considered by the professionals um, it's not as easy as you would think
0: then so they come and measure and they send you all of the measurements and then a carpet is kind of fitted to your spec and then brought to you to kind of fit do you have to go down the professional route or is there you know an opportunity to perhaps have a go at this yourself
2: you could always give it a go yourself the same as anything the same as anything that you're trying to do in your home you could always give it a go yourself but I would strongly advise for fitting a stair runner especially the taped edge that you use a professional for a whipped edge carpet you might be okay you might be able to do it yourself but with the taped edge There's a bit more involvement in stopping the taping from fraying. Mm -hmm. I had a carpet fitter come and do my stair runner. I didn't want to do it myself just because it is a lot of money for a stair runner. You wouldn't want to mess it up because once you've cut it and it's too short and it doesn't fit, you've got to start again. Yeah.
0: And are there any kind of different styles or approaches to the way that it's fitted? I only say this because I remember when I had mine done and I feel like he mentioned like an American style of fitting or like the way, it, what, what are those options?
2: So it's just different styles of fitting. So the American style I think is when it goes over the nose and it's tucked in and comes down on the step. It's kind of like, it emphasizes the shape of the step. We don't seem to See a lot of that over here in the UK. I think it's just called a waterfall fit, where it's just fit over, pushed down into the the bottom of the step rather than tucked under the nose in. It's all personal choice. I think fitters, I think they prefer to do the waterfall fit rather than the the tucking under the American style fit just because it's more difficult to get it right.
0: What are the different ways of fitting a stair runner then? So there's the American style. What are the options that would be given to us?
2: Um, I don't think that that would be given as an option generally uh, because I do deal with a lot of fitters across the country. They don't tend to want to push that one because it is more difficult to do. Um, You've got the American style or just the waterfall style of fitting. They're your only two options on a normal day to day. If you wanted a stair runner fit, it would just be the waterfall fit. I don't think they would give you the option of the American one if you didn't ask for it. And can any carpet be turned into a stair runner
0: or does it have to be a certain kind of texture or thickness?
2: Yeah, within reason, any carpet can be turned into a stair runner. Um, The only issue that we have from our side is the thickness of a carpet with it fitting in the machine. That's always something to consider. There are different types of carpets that work better than others. Uh, We always recommend that you go for a short pile or a loop carpet. Anything that's thick or a polypropylene carpet. So these ones tend to flatten a lot quicker than the short pile carpets but yeah I would say any carpet can be turned into a stair runner are there any kind of materials or carpets that we should stay away from yeah absolutely so um a thick polyprop carpet that is the absolute worst one that you would want to have on your stairs no it is I'm only being honest I mean it looks good and it's nice to touch and under your feet but they can be very slippy on the stairs Wool, perfect, sizal carpet, that's always a nice option, uh, nylon, very hard wearing. I would say stay away from very thick polypropylene carpet.
0: I actually had a stair runner that was a kind of a thick jute, and my, if I ever wore heels on it, it would get stuck in it. It was kind of a bit like a, yeah. like a, a chunky <laughs> yeah. knit and it just looked so lovely, but it didn't work. And I actually had to change it for a much thinner sizal but then now I'm worried about spilling a cup of tea on it because sizal not great for staining it's
2: actually okay we have sizal at home we have a a dog a daughter it's absolutely it's fine I think it just gets bad pressed as sizal but it actually wears and holds very well
0: yeah that's the thing it does get bad press when we're thinking about how much this is going to cost How much should people be expecting to pay for a standard stair runner on one staircase?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to give a price or to give a ballpark figure because there are so many elements involved. It totally depends on the style of carpet that you want to go for. As you know, they range from very cheap to very expensive. A lot of the shops have different fitting costs as well, dependent on the fitter, the experience. I would imagine if you was thinking about pricing up for a stair runner for your own home, standard carpet, it would be between £800 and £1,000. That's for the carpet, the fitting, the edging, that's for everything. I mean, our stair runners that we make, they are bespoke to each home. There is a lot involved. There's a lot of people involved. It is a bespoke made product. If you wanted to go for a whipped carpet runner, that one would be considerably cheaper, I would think. Four to £500. Pounds. Okay, that's kind of for everything? That's for everything, yeah. That's for the carpet, uh, that's for the edging to be done, that's for the fitting as well. Because fitting, you know, you've got, people might not think that fitting is a big cost but for a stairs, especially if it's a stair runner, a bespoke product, it, it is a specialised thing that they've got to do. It is more money.
0: And when we're looking for a fitter, is there anything that we should be looking out for? Because like all tradesmen, there are some that are better than others and we've all heard of the dodgy builders and (laughs) this is sort of a separate little project that you would do whether you're finding them online or yeah yeah, what tips and tricks can you give us to find the right person to fit the carpet
2: i would definitely say look at the work that they've done i'm a big believer in instagram i like to look at what people are doing day-to-day recommendations not a lot of shops but some shops will just say no they won't fit a stair runner because they don't know how to do it so some shops are old school and they just don't want to get involved with it A lot of shops that you will find with good fitters, they promote that they are good fitters and you can see that through the work that they do. It's just how they present themselves. It's how the work that they put on, the photos on the websites, on the social media. I can tell a good fitter just by looking at the work that they do because a lot of trade is word of mouth. I can just tell by looking at the work that they've already done, if it's a good shop or not. And how long should it take them to do is it should they should be in and out in a day or longer? Oh yeah. No, they would be in and out in a day. It wouldn't be a quick hour of a job. It would probably take half a day, maybe five hours to do it. To do it properly it's not a quick job but it is done in a day
1: do you have
0: any recommendations if people have say a kind of an older house with uneven stairs or rickety stairs anything in terms of covering or carpeting that you can kind of make sure that you are making them maybe look
2: or seem more symmetrical than they actually are oh that is a good question um uh, yeah, I guess that you could do that. It would all depend on the carpet fitter. When they go out and it's rickety and the steps are not even, we, we have had that before with stone staircases as well, what the carpet fitters do is they'll take a paper template of the stairs and what the end user will do is they will look at it and say, yeah, that's right. If they are rickety, you would have to make it look visually correct, even if it's not when it's actually laid down in a template, as long as it looks visually correct for the stair runner. I think that's the most important thing there. But it can be solved. Problems can be solved. Can you put a runner on any steps, on any stairs, any material? Yeah, I would think so. So
0: there's no, like, because you mentioned stone, and I was like, oh, I'd not even thought about people that had got stone stairs. You just applied the same process to a wooden
2: stair do you know I don't know about that I've only done a few of them and I know that the fitters do complain about <laughs> doing a stone staircase there is obviously a way to do it and um, I think what the problem is with the stone staircase they cannot nail the grippers into the stone so normally with a normal staircase the grippers get nailed in and bash 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 and that's fine it can be taken up, But in the stone staircase I think what they have to do is they have to use a really, really strong adhesive or blind grippers or something like that. I'm not entirely sure Mm -hmm. on that one but I know that fitters don't like doing it. It can be done, but they don't like doing it. (laughs)
0: Good tradesmen are so windy, aren't they, sometimes? Oh, my goodness. They are. Yes, they are. (laughs) Um, So can you have a stair runner going into a landing carpet, and does it have to be the same kind of width? Yes,
2: there is is no rule. We do have a few customers who do that, so they like the stairs carpet running up the stairs, continuing on to the landing, following the shape of the landing, the doors, and that's absolutely fine. I tend to steer customers away from that only because... Landings and houses, even new builds, they never perfectly square. And if your wall runs slightly off with the edging on, it, it just makes it stand out. So, what I would always say to customers, my personal recommendation, have it fully fit.
0: Yeah. So that is where, it when it goes out into the hall, you're covering that whole space there.
2: The hall, yeah, just the same principle as kind of like the uh, living room carpet. It's fully fit. I would always recommend that. Some people they don't want to listen to the advice, which is absolutely fine, but From my personal experience seeing them, when when the wall runs not perfectly straight or it's just running off slightly at an angle, it stands out. Yeah, I Nicola, I
0: know this from experience because with the knitted Jew, I took my eye off the ball and I don't think I quite understood like the fully fit on the landing and I'd got this strip and I live in a Victorian house. The walls aren't straight, the floor isn't straight. So I kind of just looked like it just didn't quite work. So it was a lot on Instagram of like, should I get it recovered? Do I spend the money? But I'm so glad that I, I did because it's just so much more symmetrical and pleasing to the eye and aesthetically perfect. So if anybody listening, take that recommendation, go fully fit on your hallway. <laughs> yes. Are there any big no-go's with stair runners that you've learned from experience? Apart from the fully fit?
2: Not really. It's just all about the type of carpet. That's the main issue. Some people just want a very, very thick carpet. Um, not only is it a little bit dangerous, but also it doesn't look as clean and as crisp as the other carpets that you can get. The other problem with the thick carpet is when it bends over, so when it's folded over the set, it kind of splits. Yeah, so the carpet opens up and you can see the backing in the corner of the carpet Apart from that, there's no, any any carpet will work. we talked a lot about kind
0: of fitting new carpets, but what about fitting vintage carpets? If somebody finds something on Etsy or eBay and they kind of want to go down that path,
2: what's your kind of advice on that? Oh, I love it. I'm big in upcycling. Uh, we actually did a carpet and it was over 100 years old and that was a fully fit carpet that somebody wanted turning up. They wanted it ripping up cutting down, turning to a stair runner. Oh, it was so beautiful. I might have a photo of it behind me on here, but it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So people can always do that. And I, I love, I love doing things like that.
0: I'm just thinking about budgets because this is a question that I've actually been asked a lot about stair runners recently. It's something that people don't always budget for because we don't realize how expensive it's going to be. So I feel like one tip is looking at the cost of the fabric and that way Um, saving some money or going down the vintage route and buying, say, some kind of French sacking from Etsy. But if you did buy the French sacking, do you buy the underlay yourself and then find a fitter who can kind of fit it for you and cut it down to size? I'm just trying to think about how we could do this saving
2: some money. Saving money. Um, One way to save money is if you've already got a carpet that has been fit, uh, you can have that uplifted, cut down and then converted. So you are saving money on the actual carpet there. There's not really a way around saving money for the edging that needs doing or the fitting because the price is just the price for that. There's no real ways to cut it down, even if you were to provide your own edging, which some customers do, there's still a cost involved in that and you're still going to need to have the professional carpet fitter come and fit it. You can save money by taking the carpet off, that is one way of doing it. Or the other way that you can do it, off-coats. If you were to go to a carpet shop, they always have roll ends and off-coats. You can always have that converted into a stair carpet because the stair runner doesn't need to be in one piece you can have it in three four you can have individual steps if you like that's a good little saving to to go and um, buy some roll ends and have them converted that is a great idea and actually we
0: spoke to somebody else about flooring um a lovely lady called paula and she was saying that she had bought a stair runner in the sale a year ago And she'd been waiting for the stair runner to go in the sale and she'd bought it and she was going to put it in very soon. I hope that it's on its way to the stairs. Um, (laughs) That was also a good tip that I kind of clocked. Oh, just keep an eye out. If you're not in a rush just keeping out for the sales, keep Absolutely. calling for the ends yeah. and see if you can kind of, that's a great tip. Are there any hard and fast rules then on kind of like striped, like stair runners? Are there any kind of hard and fast rules around, yeah, patterns and stripes?
2: Oh, um when something's different to the norm, the carpet fitters, they probably charge a little bit more for that because there's a lot more involvement in carpet fitting than people would actually appreciate so when you have stripe or a pattern carpet it all has to pattern match up you can't just have a piece of carpet and you cut it that size it's got to actually floor and they've got to do different angles and the pile's got to be the right way so there is a lot more involvement in having a stripe carpet or a pattern carpet from the edging side it doesn't really add any difference on to what we do it's not so much the fitting, it's the prep work that there's more involvement in for a strap or a carpet. Sometimes it can be more costly as well because you've got to have the pattern matching up and you've got to buy a full row of the carpet. Whereas if you were going for a plain carpet, what the carpet shop can do is rather than buy a five metre roll, they can do it in two metres and then yep. cut the widths. so that's a, straps. I would imagine would be more expensive.
0: Okay, and then is there kind of, for curved stairs as well, is there, if you've got kind of a spiral stair, is it kind of the same application to a usual
2: stair? No, absolutely not, so every step has to be individually cut for this one, and this has to be absolute precision by the carpet fitter, so again, the pile direction comes into play, the width, the, the way that it runs and flows, that all comes into consideration. You do need a skilled carpet fitter to be able to do spiral staircases. From my side as well, from the carpet edging, it's a lot more difficult to do a curve just because of the structure of the the weave of the edging that we do. It doesn't always like to bend in certain ways. So it can be tricky. It can be done, but it, it is very tricky. Okay, finally,
0: you've got a really nice carpet runner in your house that you absolutely love you're moving house, can you take it with you?
2: <laughs> oh, no, that, it, it, oh, it's a very difficult one to answer, Imagine, Nicola, you buy a house and you're like, oh, I love the
0: stair runner, and then you get the keys and you walk in and it's gone. Oh,
2: <laughs> it's a selling point, you'd be <laughs> scooby, wouldn't you? Can you take it up? Yes, you can take it up, you can take it up, but um, the way that the stair runners are fit, they're stretched into position, so the tension might have a bit of um, an effect if you want to put it in your new house that you're moving to. So it's fine when it's fit. Take it off. It might go a little bit baggy or stretched. When you go to fit it on the new stairs, will the stairs be the same width? Where the carpet has been bent and tucked in? I don't know. It all depends, doesn't it, on...
0: I mean, it sounds like it's probably not a good idea. If You don't also want a baggy stair
2: runner that then it's extra work to get it fitted, so... yeah, No, and if you think about it from, like, the fitting of the original one they've got to bang bang it in and so it will be very very highly creased and if that crease isn't the same on the new stairs it won't look that good so no i'd I'd say leave the stair runner (laughs) there it is
0: okay so maybe we won't be doing a diy stair runner but how handy is it to know where we can save money and what to think about when choosing the right carpet for us Thank you so much to Wix for sponsoring So How Do You. And remember, you don't have to do a total refurb to refresh your room. So visit wix.co.uk for all your DIY needs. Now that's the end of season two, but we have recorded a very special bonus episode with a well-known Instagram makeover home. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to all of our brilliant guests. It just means so much to have you here, so much that you're back listening and hopefully we have helped you on your interior renovation journey. For more interiors inspo, make sure you check out our Instagram page at So How Do You Podcast. And remember, you can listen back to every episode on the podcast so far, whenever you want, wherever you are in your interior journey, and whatever guests that you want to listen to. I will always be here to help you. Thank you so much for being a part of So How Do You family. I'm Laura Jackson, and that's how you do a stair runner.